0: Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel, from cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between, with your host, Randall
1: McKeown. I would like to welcome to the show today Erica Budd. Erica is a former Los Angeles police officer who joined because she wanted to help people. She soon realized there were other careers that would allow her to help people in a safer way, and eventually, she found her way to writing. Erica is a children's book author. Erica is also a traveler at heart. She's been in over thirty countries and actually lived in Spain and Australia. Now, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and where you're coming to us from today?
0: Yeah, so I am. It is nine thirty p.m. here in Barcelona. Um, I'm from Chicago, um, but I decided that I wanted to try living in another country for a little bit. So I've actually lived in Australia. I lived there for three years, but that was for my son. Now, this is the first time with my son. So my son is nine years old. Um, I took him out of school, which a lot of people thought I was crazy. But um, we have been we're going on our third week now. So it's coming up to an end. But we are, yeah, enjoying Experiencing
1: another culture. Well, I always say travel is probably the best education I ever got. So having your son there, he is learning. He's learning a new language. He's learning a new culture. So he might not be in regular school, but he's still learning.
0: A hundred percent. And that's why I've had no problem doing it. And, and this is the only difficult part with doing a podcast with a nine-year-old around because he thinks he's sneaky. So I apologize now.
1: Not a problem.
0: He's, he's going to be leaving. Um, anyway. Um, Okay. Yes. I 100% believe in the power of learning when you're in another country. Just, that's why I'm doing this. That's why I had no problem taking him out of school while a lot of other people thought I was crazy. I know what he's getting from being here. He actually writes a paragraph every day about our day. So he's hes still getting his English in, but he's also writing. He's going to have a little journal. And he's also every single day he has to write about something new he learned about this country. So
1: is, he does get a lot out of it. It is an education. Now, you like to help people, and you found your true calling as an author of travel. Of, it's called the Travel Rangers Children's Books. Can you tell us a little bit about the books, and we'll go from there?
0: Yeah, so I did not plan on doing this. I actually wrote my first version of my first book. Um, Right after I came back from Australia, it was just something that I was kind of one day it'd be great to publish a, a children's book. Then I decided in my career that I was not happy and it wasn't fulfilling. I had been searching, as you mentioned before, I've done everything, a police officer to an author. Those are not exactly straight career paths, right? But I was just trying to find something that was fulfilling where I could still help people. Um, So that led me to maybe I can do this, you know, be an author as a career. And and some people might ask, how am I helping people? I 100 percent believe that I'm helping people, maybe not in the traditional sense, um, but I believe that helping people to understand new cultures, for them to understand new ways of life, to understand that there's different ways of doing things and to maybe be more accepting of those differences is definitely helping people. So actually I didn't even talk about the book. I just got started on the, so the book itself. So yes, as you mentioned, it's the Travel Rangers, uh it's a series. So I'm actually working on my second book right now. And the whole idea behind it is um it follows a, a team of kids who accept accept admissions basically to learn about different countries in the world. And so the books make it fun for kids to learn about different cultures and countries. Um Australia was the first book I picked just because I lived there. It was also the first one of the first countries I took my son to. Um, it was a fun project because my son did have a say in a lot of things, um, which is why I chose to self-publish because I wanted to keep things that like, for example, some of the names of the kids are after him. He was I'm working on the second book. And he wanted the kids to take a helicopter to travel these different countries. Is it realistic? But he wanted it and it made him happy. And that's why they're going on missions. They wear their mission vests when they go into these different countries. That was all my son. So it was really neat to be able to share this with him. I'm working on my next book for, Australia, excuse me, Ireland. And his first thing was, "Okay, can you make sure the illustrator makes their, the, the, the not the rotors, the propellers longer, <laughs> the helicopter. Yes sir. Okay. <laughs> so um, but no it's 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 just my reason for doing this is that I figure if I can start with kids and get them interested in other countries and cultures maybe when they get older they're not only think that hey this looks like a really neat country maybe I want to go there or hey there are differences in this world it just kind of opens their eyes right? And as picture books, you tend to do that with parents. So it starts to get them to open their eyes to other countries and cultures. Um, my book is a little different in that it includes augmented reality technology. Um, that's definitely one of the cool parts about my book. And for most people that don't understand what that is, I didn't even understand what it was. It's, it's a free, like, there's basically QR codes on pages in my book. It's a free app. You scan it and the book really does come to life. So for example, in the Great Barrier Reef, the picture, you know, the book explains like the kids are swimming in the Great Barrier Reef. Well, you do the scan like with your iPad or phone and then all of a sudden you'll see a 3D vision of the Barrier Reef with an actual video footage of the real uh, Barrier Reef playing in the background. So it's very cool. Adults love it too, but it makes it fun for kids to learn and really grasp what they're reading.
1: And one thing I find about, children. Um, they're adaptable, very adaptable, And they don't come with any pre-conclusions when they they meet new people that might be a different skin color, might speak a different language. All they know it's another kid, someone to play with, someone to be my friend. And that's Absolutely what they look nice. at. And I think biases sort of, unfortunately, they come through what they find in either their family environment or school environment. So... Showing them at an early age, I think, making it interesting, especially with those QR codes that bring things to life. They're not just reading, they're using new technology, they're experiencing. I think that's a great concept, and you got something there, so kudos to you.
0: Well, thank you. Well, let's be real. I mean, maybe it might not be for
1: all the adults. Like, I
0: resisted technology. I'm not going to lie. I have resisted. But that's where kids are. I mean, they know video games. They know they could probably take any one of our phones and tell you where more features are on it than we could. You know, that's just the way it is. So it's either we accept it and embrace it. Like that's what what I feel like with my book, the reason by incorporating the technology is it's bringing kids back to books, right? If they're going to be on there, I actually had a, a, I was on his podcast and his kids who love video games it brought some of them back to reading it. And the thing that I love about it is that they do it all together because everyone's like, Oh, what's that? What's that? So it brings the kids who love technology back to reading and it makes it more of a family event, which I love.
1: And I'd rather see a kid with a book in their hand than a iPad and or a tablet.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Now you're, you're like myself, you're a podcaster. You have one, your your podcast called planes, trains, and kids abroad. Uh, Who's your ideal listener audience? And uh, I will post the show note or in the show notes information where people can find your podcast. But can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, honestly, I never was planning on starting a podcast. Never at all. Um, I was purely planning on doing the books. And then as I was, I was in a bunch of Facebook travel parent groups. And I realized that everybody loves sharing their stories and not just to share, but they learn from other parents. They get courage from other parents to go to these countries with their kids. And that's what gave me the idea. Wait a minute. I can still achieve my same goal through a podcast. It just gives me another way of finding more parents. And that's what led me to start my podcast. So my ideal listener is any parent who's either been to another country and loves traveling with their children or who's thinking about it. And wants to hear from other parents or who are thinking about living in other countries. It's any of those parents who are contemplating or have kids and they just wanted to thinking about it or want to travel abroad. Because what I love about my guests, we're on our 18th episode, so it's, it's brand new, just started, but. Each guest, it doesn't even matter if they go to the same country. They have different experiences, right? Everybody has a different experience when they go to a different country because your dynamics are different. I have single parents. I have dads on there. I've I've had a couple on there. Um, It doesn't matter. It's different. some people like it so much, they decide to move there. Um, We talk about world schooling. So it's, I just love it because I really try to get a variety. But again, it doesn't even matter because everybody has a different perspective. I have some parents who only will do what their kids want. Other parents who, you know, get something for your parents, something for your kids. That's what I love about it. As you share these experiences, you get ideas, you see what works, what doesn't, or you realize some reality checks. It's like nobody's saying it's going to be perfect. So yeah, it's 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 a great podcast for anybody just really thinking about it or who wants to share, or just wants to hear other words of wisdom.
1: Well, make sure I include that in the show notes so they can, after they listen to this podcast, They go check out your podcast. (laughs) Now, I believe for me that, like I said earlier, travel is probably the best education I've ever received. You've taken your son out of school to educate him with real life experience. Would you recommend this to other parents who might be sort of on the fence about doing this? I think you've already answered the question, but... It was a question there. We just followed through the questions. I think it's. it's I think it's uh, something I should really. We should look at because there might be some parents out there that are on the fence about. I want to travel, but my kids in school. I want to go and maybe live in a destination for a little bit. Do I take my child out of school? So maybe we can talk about that for a bit.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, look, I'm a single. I'm a. I'm a divorced mom. Right. So for me, this was something I never thought in a million years I'd be able to do. I never thought his dad would let me take him away. Um, Right now, the most that we are apart is two weeks in the summer. And that's the most that we've ever done. My guests on the show who have lived in other countries, they gave me the courage to do it. And basically what it came down to was, one, if they if the other parent understands the power of travel, then there's no reason why they won't support you. And two, you never know unless you ask. So that's the divorce parent thing because and the reason why I say that's really important to me because it's not all cookie cutter. It's not all that's all the family go and I want to make sure people know that it's it is possible even if you're not that cookie cutter family that can all pick up and go. I 100% recommend doing this. It was it it was a little scary for me. I've been around the world. I have not around the world, but 30 countries, pretty good chunk of it, and a lot of times. I've met up with people or joined groups or went with, you know, family. My first trip abroad was when I was 18. I wasn't as an au pair. But again, even then, while I was going at the country by myself, I was meeting up with someone. This was the first time where it was all on me. It was all on me. And not only was it all on me, but I was responsible for my child, which anybody who has children, you know that that's your whole goal. in Life is to make sure that your kids are taken care of and safe and happy, right? So it was a little uh, scary for me. And honestly, that's why I think you should do it even more because it gives you that curve. It shows you what you can do. You know, it shows you how you can adapt. It's funny because I posted the other day about um, my son and I, we we took uh, public transportation and to me, to navigating public transportation in a foreign country is like, you're a rock star after that. I feel like you conquer the world because I, you know, I don't speak the language, and, and here I am, take, I took three different modes of transportation just to get to this one place. But that's the thing, when you do these things, like I have no choice. If I want to go somewhere, unless I want to spend the money to take a taxi everywhere, which adds up, you know, I'm going to have to figure it out on my own. So if, if I want to experience things and see go places around here, I have no choice. And that's what I love about living here is it forces you to do things that to get out of your comfort zone, right? To really push you, to push you to to live because <laughs> you can't just stay inside all day, right? Um, so no, I do, uh, like I said, my son, he's kept a list of just the things that he's learned in these two and a half weeks. It's been amazing. And this morning, it's funny because he was starting to get homesick. I mean, the first week, like I said, all we did was um, touristy stuff because my mom came to visit us. But after she left, then the reality is, This is it. We're just living here. I can't afford to have something planned every single day. That's not my intention for being here to live like a local. I just wanted to do local things. And my son started to affect him. And that was one thing I didn't necessarily think about, which is how much is it going? It's only a month, I figured. Right. But he started getting homesick, missing his friends. Um, they're able to communicate versus technology, which helps. But I also find that that makes him a little bit more homesick because it makes him want to go home. It's like, look what I'm missing. They're home and I'm not. However, I feel like it passes this morning because we were talking about yesterday, how like We only have a week and a half left. And this morning he woke up. He's like, you know what, mom? You're right. We've really got to live right now in the moment because this is over. And as soon as we get home, it's going to be like it never happened. And and what he means by that is we're going to go right back into the routine of life as soon as we get home. Right? And I was like, oh, look at you. You're getting it. So it made me very proud. And it's like, this is a great thing that I'm doing. And I love it.
1: Well, I have to say your son is a very smart person. I know for myself, we had a big trip just recently. We went to Netherlands first for three days and then to South Africa for two weeks, one in Cape Town. Oh, wow. and then we did the safari for a week. And I was really, you know, I was missing home a little bit. that But when I got home, back into the swing of things, I'm going like, oh my God, I miss it so much. And what I was there, I wanted it to be over so much. I don't know why. I'm a photographer by heart. So I was mm-hmm. on safari it was the best part for me, taking pictures of the animals and that. But I just wanted, for some reason, I wanted to be home. Then I got home It's like, why did I wish my life away? Because I should be back. So now we're looking at another trip to Africa because we figured we miss it so much. So your your son recognizes, enjoy the moment because soon you'll be back where things started from and back in the swing of things. So he's a very smart young person. So kudos to him.
0: But just think about what you said, though. I mean, I think that's a good reminder for anybody who travels. It's like, it's just trust it, trust, trust, trust that you're there and enjoy it. Because when you get home, it's exactly what you do. You realize, what was I thinking? Like I'm back. Okay. I have the comforts of my home. Now what, you know, it's like your comforts will be there. They will be there. Like nothing changes when you get home. Everything you left is still there. So enjoy every minute of it, it, you know? And I think that's a really important reminder. It's hard for people to do. I'm not going to lie. Part of me, when my son was homesick and part of me like a couple days ago was thinking did i make the wrong choice am i staying here too long and, and then i went to sleep and i woke up the next morning and then actually i think that was last night and then my son that said that this morning and i'm like oh no this is a good choice." i mean they go through ups and downs but when you think about what we're doing and what we're learning and what we're experiencing the memories we're going to have what he's i mean he now loves Gaudi. Never even knew who that was before. You know? I mean, it's it's now this is his vocabulary, like knowing these things. That's worth it. You just kind of push through it. And I feel like it's it's normal. That feeling is normal, but if you push through it, it's worth it.
1: I must say that you continue to inspire both parents and children through your podcast and your books. And any fears they may have, you sort of you you talk about those and they overcome, you know, they can see that they can overcome them and that travel isn't permanent unless you make it permanent. Travel is just a trip. You return home. The idea is to go there and to learn something while you're there. Immerse yourself, immerse yourself with the people.
0: Uh, Yes. The idea is to immerse yourself. Now with that being said, that's not for everybody, right? My mom I don't honestly know where I got my travel book. I really don't. I was never around parents that tra- family that traveled. My parents never traveled. My mom only got a passport because she was visiting me as I was living in other countries. Um, but my mom came here, and her biggest thing is she was trying so hard to find what she has back home. And I think that's the biggest mistake that especially Americans do. Like my mom is a she loves cookies, loves them. Spain not big for cookies. So there are fresh pastries on every block, every single block, fresh croissants, fresh everything, right? But instead of trying to embrace what they have, she was going into each place looking for cookies. And I'm like, Mom, like, embrace the culture. If all you're going to do is look for what you have at home, you might not need to travel. You know, you have to be willing to embrace. New things because you your chances are you're going to be surprised and find a lot of things you didn't know you liked, you know, but you're not going to know that if all you're doing is trying to bring home here to wherever you're going.
1: That is true. It's uh, you want comforts of home, stay at home. (laughs) But I encourage travel, so don't get me wrong here. I encourage travel. (laughs) Now, what is next for Erica? I think you're working on your second book, uh, your podcast. Do you do any public speaking, or is there another trip you have planned?
0: So, a couple things. Yes, I'm working on my next children's book on Ireland. Um, That was our last trip last summer, so now that's going to be out this summer, which is exciting. I love it. Um, the, The most fun part about it too is that each country I go to, like Spain, I'm doing the same thing. I meet people. So now they're like my editors when I go back. So when we went to Ireland, I made friends with the the family out there. And so they're my editors to make sure that I'm staying true to how Irish people speak and that I get this right. Same thing for Spain. So that's definitely a fun part about what I do. But um, so I'm writing my next book. I do speak. I, I, I do author visits at schools. Absolutely love it. That's one of the things with summer coming. That's the only bad part about summer coming is I don't get to speak at schools, but I do. I'm, I I speak at as many schools as I possibly can, because again, it's, it's really, it's seeing the kids reactions and having them ask questions about the countries and I love it. That's why I do what I do. Um, And then, so we're doing Spain right now. So that'll be the next book. Um, And then we're also taking a family trip Um, We're doing Poland and Germany, so that'll be interesting. My son is a World War II buff, so I want him to learn all sides of World War II. And so um, the best way for me to do that is, I think, is to see the actual places and and the other side of history. And and I think that's how it's going to resonate more. So, again, that's why I like to travel, right? You get to experience history for real, what really happens. So that's what's next right now.
1: Well, just before we wrap up, uh, is there anything you would like to tell our listeners? And uh, we'll call it a day.
0: Yeah, I would say the biggest thing I hope you take away from this is the last thing I said, which is embrace it. Don't try to bring home wherever you go. You're going to have such a different experience if you just get that out of your head beforehand and just embrace the new culture. And I promise you, you'll have such a better time if you do that.
1: Well, thank you for that. We'll share the information in the show notes so people will know where to find you. I do appreciate you coming thank on you. today, all the way from Spain. I wish you a good evening because yeah. it is it's probably. Yeah, nine, it's nine, almost 10 o'clock here. 10 o'clock there. Okay. <laughs> I will end this now. Thank you for being on the show. All the best in the rest of your trip, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Thank you so much.